Hello, sister. Hello. <laughs> I'm Sarah. I'm Casey. And we are Relatively, Relatively Dark. How are you today? I'm all right. Tired, like always. Me too, like always. <laughs> Anywho, what do you think about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard? Because I know that's, um, that's your man. I do like Johnny Depp. I feel like you can never really know, but I do feel like Amber is a liar. Mm-hmm. Same. <laughs> I feel that too. Yeah. I haven't kept up with it a whole lot, but um, some of the little reels and TikToks on there are pretty funny. So I was telling people at work last night, I want a shirt. It has a picture of Johnny Depp, and it just says, that's hearsay. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah, that one If anybody funny. wants to make me that shirt, let me know. It's pretty funny. So. We have an extra one this week. Yes, we do. Make as promised. For the short one. For the short one. Right, and the really depressing one. So, yes. I said that <laughs> it was going to be a little lighter. It's not. <laughs> But it's not about, like, a specific person. It's not about a child. Always good. I guess I should give a trigger warning because this one is very grotesque. Okay. I'm fine with it. It's got a (laughs) lot of cringe sprinkled in there, so. Sprinkled or, like, dumped? Dumped. Okay. (laughs) Fair warning, It is, you know, filled with, what did I say? Cringe. Cringe. Filled with cringe. Okay, anyways. (laughs) We're going to talk about medieval torture devices and public executions. Interesting. So, I'm going to start with the torture devices. And a lot of this stuff can kind of be interchangeable between a torture device and public execution. Okay. But the way I laid it out, I'm going to do what's basically just torture devices first. Okay. Okay, so I'm kind of excited because I don't know if you're going to be like, Oh, that's nasty. Or like really, really grossed out. I don't know. Like normally that stuff doesn't really bother me. Like gore, guts, blood. But I mean, I might be like, oh, they did that. But I don't think I'll be like, oh, my femur. (laughs) (laughs) That's something I would say. Really? Um, No idea. (laughs) Okay, so the first one we are going to talk about is the collar. Oh, okay. <laughs> See? Sounds okay. creepy. Okay. <laughs> this was made from iron, which is shocker. Middle Ages, everything's freaking iron. <laughs> uh, there were spikes all around it and on the inside, mm-hmm. aimed at the neck. And it would hold the neck in a single position to where you couldn't move it at all. And they would tighten it just enough to be uncomfortable, but the spikes wouldn't pierce your skin. Okay. But the victims would have to go days without being able to lay down. They couldn't rest their head. They couldn't Good. eat. They couldn't swallow. Just imagine days yeah. to where you, you can't move your head at all. Yeah. Ugh. That's all I have on that one. Oh, okay. These are like really short ones. The other ones have a little bit oh, more okay. detail. The next one is the heretic's fork. It was a fork at both ends. Okay. Like two little prong spike things. Mm-hmm. One sat under the victim's chin. Mm-hmm. And the other one was nestled on their throat. So you couldn't lower your head at all 
or it would stab you. Man. And this was the torturer's way of keeping sinners looking up at God. What? Yeah. I mean, it's good. You should always look to God, but... No, that's messed up. That's not the right, <laughs> the right reasoning or way to do that. Right. The iron chair. Okay. It was a chair. Was it? <laughs> was With... a couch or a stool or... <laughs> the iron chair was a chair. <laughs> Gosh. Hmm. And it had iron spikes okay. covering every inch of it. So it would pierce every point of contact of the person that had to sit in it. So it had arms to it. So your arms, your hands, your back, your booty, everything. Legs. Legs, yes. (laughs) Uh, They would pierce you deep enough to break the skin, but not deep enough to, like, puncture your organs or anything like that. Okay. And the victims, they wouldn't even really bleed while they were on the chair because the spikes were, like, plugging their wounds. Right. So then once they got off of the chair, then they would bleed. To me, I feel like it would be worse getting up off of the chair. Well, yeah. Than sitting on it. Because you're in this instant blood loss. Exactly. Like you'd stand up and then you're done. Yeah. <laughs> Just like that. Maybe. That may be how it works. I don't know. I wasn't there. <laughs> okay, next one. The knee splitter. <laughs> so there were... Two spiked wooden blocks, and then there was a screw on the back of them. Two spiked wooden blocks with the screw on the back. Okay. Yeah, I'm it's kind of to hard picture to picture it. it. Yeah. I will post a picture to our Instagram, though. Okay. One was clamped on the front of the knee, and one was clamped on the back of the knee. Mm-hmm. So on each side mm-hmm. of your knee, you had this wooden, these wooden spikes, basically. And then they would turn that screw. Yeah. And once they turned it, your knee, your knee's getting messed up. Pulling the two pieces of wood together. Yes. They're slowly turning it and it's getting tighter and tighter and tighter until basically your knee is crushed. Next is the lead sprinkler. I almost said the lead sprinkler and that is incorrect. (laughs) Uh, So this was a handle with a small ball on the end and the ball would be filled with molten lead or boiling oil. Okay. And this was dribbled onto the victim's body, slowly burning Mm -hmm. them. And so this torture would go on until the person inflicting it decided it was fine to go ahead and kill them. Okay. (laughs) And they would do this by pouring molten silver into the victim's eyes. What? I I don't know. I watch a lot of old shows. I feel like I may have seen something along those lines. You might have. It's super messed up. I watched uh, a lot of the Viking shows, which are really good, by the way. You'll like one of them in here that we get to. Okay. I mean, not like it. You know what I mean? (laughs) up next we have the Mm -hmm. iron maiden okay this was a coffin like mechanism with spikes on the inside Oh yeah so think miss trunchbull's chokey in matilda uh (laughs) the spikes were strategically placed where they would pierce all of your vital organs golly but they weren't very long Mm. so the victim would just slowly bleed to death for hours uh, and two spikes were purposely placed to penetrate your eyes. What is with them in their eyes? I don't know. Them in spikes and your eyeballs. Like, they just... That's crazy. They're on one back then, I'm telling you. Next. Next. The head crusher. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, head crusher. Okay. Golly. Uh, your chin sat on a little surface, like when you go to the eye doctor. Or dentist. Or dentist. Or take x-rays. Or other places okay um 
So your chin sat on that, and they put a metal cap on your head, and they would have these screws that they turned, and your head would quite literally be crushed. Ooh, okay. Just slowly, just... Uh, brain matter Golly. would seep out of uh, <laughs> popped eye sockets. What? <laughs> yeah, like their eyes would literally pop out, and then their brain would be coming through their Ah, okay yeah this this is pretty bad (laughs) yeah it just gets worse as we go okay Uh, man their teeth would break oh my god and their bones would be crushed you get the idea yeah i mean the bones crushing that one wasn't weird to me like that yeah the brains out of my bad (laughs) every time every time (laughs) uh brains out of eye sockets that was not i wasn't expecting that one yeah okay okay this next one all my ladies, just hug yourself, okay? Protect yourself. The next one <laughs> is called the breast ripper. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready for this one. This is pretty self-explanatory, but I'll explain it anyways. We uh, need to know how. It was a claw-like device. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a claw-like device with spikes. Of course. Why of not? course. Uh, often it was heated up before, <laughs> before it was used to rip off a woman's breast. Oh my gosh. Uh, there was another version of this called the spider, which is basically the same thing, but instead of a person getting all the pleasure of doing it themselves, it was attached to a wall. But yeah. Ew. So. She just patted herself. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever we're talking about, the body part that is getting obliterated, it makes you just want to make sure yours are okay. <laughs> <laughs> like when you wake up from a dream, are my teeth still there? Exactly. Gosh. Up next, we have the tub. Okay, that one the doesn't tub. sound too bad. Well, <laughs> the victim's hands and feet were bound, and their face would be smeared with honey. Well, they were bound, and they were put in, like, this stand-up tub. A stand-up tub? Basically, like a big bucket. Okay. Well, with the honey on their face, insects that bite, like flies, ants, mm-hmm. so on and so forth, they would eat the honey, and then after they had their little snack, they would crawl into the openings in the face. Uh, victims would be force-fed in order to keep them alive. Eventually, they'd be stuck in their own waste because they can't go nowhere. This led to maggots. Oh. And they would eat the victim's body as they decayed mm. while they were alive. Ugh. So this was a very slow, agonizing, disgusting death. Yeah, like I feel like I do better with guts and gore than I do with insects. Moving on. Please. <laughs> the pair of anguish. P-E-A-R. Okay. This is a device. Did it look like a pair? It is shaped like a pear. Oh, cool. You're so smart. Thanks. Uh, it was made up of four little leaves that opened, and they were joined by a hinge okay. at the top, and it had a crank on the end. Okay. Totally need pictures. Yes, I will post pictures okay. of all this stuff. So this was placed inside an orifice, and gradually uh. they would use that crank and expand it. Uh. Sometimes they would put this in the victim's mouth or down their throat, mm. which would eventually cause the skull to shatter. Other times, they would put it in the lower half of the body, as in the booty or the front booty. (laughs) 
this was, as you can imagine, excruciating, but that rarely killed them. Oh my So they gosh. would live through, I mean, not the skull, obviously, but yeah. the other end, it would Ugh. not kill them most of the time. That's insane. So they had to live through that. I told you, this gets worse as we go yeah. on. Well, see, whenever you said this device shaped like a pear, I was imagining like something bigger. No, it's a like, little on the small side. I thought people were going to be fit inside of it, not the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Sorry. <laughs> Uh, my bad okay <laughs> moving right along the spanish donkey okay this was a triangular board okay imagine like a balance beam like for gymnastics mm-hmm. but it came to a point like a prism okay like uh what's that candy bar that they get at airports all the time a to- toblerone it's shaped like that okay and it's wooden the victims, did it have like the little slits in it too or was it solid all the way it was solid all the way okay uh, the victim was forced to sit on it and straddle it. Okay. This victim was usually a woman. They would tie weights around their ankles. Oh, my gosh. And they would gradually put more weights on those until the victim was literally split down the middle. What? Yes. Oh, my gosh. And what did they do? Just sit around and be like, what else can we do to people? Pretty much. Goodness. I really do think that's insane yeah next we have the wheel okay the victim would be tied to a large wheel basically a huge like wagon wheel Mm -hmm. and they'd put pieces of wood underneath all of their major joints oh gosh their wrists ankles hips shoulders knees Mm -hmm. then they would hammer those wood pieces obviously breaking the victim's bones then they would braid their limbs what into the wheel spokes and display the victim's body for everyone to see it until they eventually died so they would be alive and they would braid like their legs and arms around these spokes and then everybody be like oh look that person got wheeled (laughs) pretty sure that's not how they said it oh look they got wheeled look at there probably not but people i mean public executions and torture and stuff well yeah like like, Like, i mean i know that they used to you know the hangings and then they'd leave them up there like as a warning or mm-hmm. whatever but this is this is a whole nother level of insanity well we're gonna level up oh gosh level up level up. i think that's a song anyways <clears throat> let's move on to saw torture oh great yay pretty self-explanatory mm-hmm. there was a saw there was torture <laughs> next uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh Basically, living victims would be sawed in half. Oh, great. They would either go across, like, their belly, mm-hmm. or they would saw them in half lengthwise. Oh. Which, sometimes the victim would be hung upside down by their ankles. Okay. And they would start between the legs. Ugh. And they'd have a person on each side with one of them big saws and just go back and forth and back and forth all the way down. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, up next, we have the rack. Okay. The victim's ankles were strapped at the bottom. Their wrists were strapped at the top. You know, their arms and legs were stretched out. And they would use these cranks, levers, whatever. Mm. And they would just stretch and stretch and stretch and stretch until their joints joints would be dislocated. Uh And if they didn't confess to whatever crime they were torturing them for, they would just be literally ripped apart. Limb from limb. Yeah. 
The last torture method I have is rat torture. Oh, gosh. The prisoner would be restrained while laying on a horizontal surface. Mm-hmm. And a rat would be put on top of them and covered with a container. Okay. Then they'd heat up the container, causing the rat to freak out and try and claw its way out. Oh, gosh. But where's the rat going to go? Yeah, it dug its way underneath the container through the person. There's only one way that it can get out. So it goes through the body of the prisoner. Yeah. Yeah, and the prisoner, obviously, alive. Of course. During this. So this rat is clawing into your stomach or your chest or... Wherever they put Wherever. And clawing all through your body and in your organs and stuff. Really? Yeah. I mean, it can only get out through so many openings. Ugh. So now, let's talk about some public executions. Okie dokie. Execution method number one, beheadings. They believed it to be more humane, a more humane way of executing people. They considered it honorable because it was the least painful. So it was usually reserved for royalty. Uh, The earliest victims of beheading were typically subjected to an axe. Okay. So I'm assuming it didn't take just one swoop. They probably had to chop a little more. Uh, It wasn't until later when swords were used, offering a lot quicker death. Okay. A lot more speedier. The victim would either stand or kneel upright. And they had them do this instead of, like, placing their head on a piece of wood. Because if they did that, then the sword would get embedded into the wood. And they don't have time to mess with all that. Okay. They have heads to chop off. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Some of the victims of beheadings were Mary, Queen of Scots. She was in prison for 19 years before they beheaded her. And she supposedly told the executioner, I hope you shall make an end of all my troubles. Anne Boleyn Mm -hmm. is another one. Uh, On the day she was executed, she allegedly said, I heard say the executioner was very good, and I have a little neck. Oh, wow. Okay. So I guess she was like, he's good. I have a little neck. It'll be over like that. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) Um, The Countess of Salisbury, uh, even though she was a member of high society, an axe was used to behead her. Hmm. Uh, Apparently, the executioner was young, and he didn't have, like, any experience and he, quote, hacked her head and shoulders to pieces. Oh, my goodness. So hers wasn't as smooth. Hers was brutal. Ugh. Next, we have immurement. What? Immurement. Okay. I had to write out how to pronounce that because I kept wanting to say, like, immurement. Immurement. <laughs> <laughs> immurement. Okay. Uh, the victim would either be locked in a coffin-like box or sealed up in a wall. Okay. Uh, the Roman Catholic Church often used this method to punish nuns or monks who had broken their chastity vows. <laughs> Usually, they would be sealed inside a room with openings just big enough to give them food and water. Mm. They had no contact with the outside world, total isolation, and they would be in there for days, weeks, sometimes even months before they eventually died. Golly. Just imagine. Like, all you have is just wall. Yeah. And, like, you didn't have room to move or nothing. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't even think I'm claustrophobic, but I would be super claustrophobic. <laughs> yeah. Next is death by elephant. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, even though elephants aren't violent by nature, 
mm-hmm. they don't have like a urge to kill people they can be trained to kill a person and they can even be trained to torture someone before killing them like breaking all their bones before they finally crush their head what uh, this form of execution was usually saved for enemy soldiers who had committed tax evasion and theft. Oh, okay. Normally, they would just let the weight of the elephant, you know, do its thing and crush them. But sometimes they'd get a little creative. Uh, for example, a sultanate made a public display of fitting pointed blades on the elephant's tusks and training it to use those blades to cut people open. Oh. This was practiced for centuries in countries such as india sri lanka thailand cambodia and vietnam Mm. now let's talk about gibbets 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 okay criminals would be locked in a human-shaped metal cage and they'd hang these cages up in a public place okay they would do it about 30 feet high so no one would take it down because people i mean the smell alone yeah But they would hang them up as, you know, like you said earlier, a warning. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes they were already dead when they hung them up. But sometimes they'd be hung up alive. And then they'd later die from exposure, starvation, whatever. Mm -hmm. And these would hang there for years with the body still in it. Yeah. There's actually gibbets still on display in the UK. What? One even has part of a skull still. What? And it was eventually declared illegal in 1834. Crazy. Crazy. Alrighty. Have you ever heard of hanged, drawn, and quartered? Duh. I think that is a new. No, but I have an idea. Well, the person was hanged, drawn, and quartered, but it was in a different order, so I don't understand. Oh, okay. First, they would be drawn. The drawn in it is because they would get drugged behind a horse oh that they gosh. were tied to. And they would take them to where they were going to be killed. Sometimes the drawn in it refers to uh, the victim's intestines being drawn out of their body Mm. later on in this process. Hanged, obviously. Mm -hmm. Uh, But in most cases, but but in most cases, uh, they didn't die from the hanging. They would hang them until they were like right on the cusp of death. And then they'd stop because... They wanted them to be alive for the next part. Mm-hmm. Before they got to the quartering part of this, the victim would be castrated. Their genitals and sometimes intestines would be thrown into the fire, and then they would be decapitated. Goodness. Yeah. Next came the quartering. They would literally quarter them. Mm-hmm. Chop them into at least four pieces. They would put the pieces into a boiling mix of spices. What? And they did this to keep the birds from picking at the body parts because they would be publicly displayed as a warning. So they didn't want them all messed up. The most famous victim of this was a man named William Wallace. And he was actually tied to four horses, one to each of his limbs. Oh, gosh. And then the horses were sent running in different directions. So he was like the rack, just Goodness. torn apart. <clears throat> oh, that's bad. That's bad. Crushing is the next one. Oh, okay, that's not that doesn't sound so bad. Not <laughs> crushing is in like you know, he's cute. <laughs> this method was mainly used by the British. Okay, <laughs> they use large stones or 
pretty much anything that was heavy. What's crazy is the people condemned to this method hadn't even been found guilty of anything yet, but they did it to try and force them Mm -hmm. into confessing, which is why I said some of this stuff doubles as torture and execution, but Yeah. yeah. Uh, weight would slowly be added on top of the person until they suffocated. Okay. A lot of times, their bones would break, obviously, yeah. during this process, and then they would just, like, protrude from their skin. Ew. Uh, one well-known case of crushing was Margaret Clitheroe. Okay. She was crushed to death in 18... Wrong. 1586. Okay. Because she refused to plead guilty to practicing Catholicism and harboring priests. Okay. They stripped her naked. They tied her arms and legs with rope, and they laid a door on top of her. They ended up putting about 800 pounds of stones on top of the door before her spine snapped and her ribs burst through her skin. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. But she was later named a saint by the Catholic Church in 1970. So So she did this? Huh? So she actually did that? She, She helped these people, right? I'm assuming, yes. Um... The crushing method was also used a lot during the Salem witch trials, Mm. but we'll probably cover that at some point, so I didn't want to, like, give too many details ahead of time. Next, we have death by boiling. Ew. (laughs) As you could probably guess, victims of this method were placed in a large vat of heated liquid, sometimes water, sometimes oil, sometimes wax. I don't know. I feel like that would be worse than water. I don't know why. It's sometimes even molten lead. Essentially, they would cook them, basically. I said the liquid was heated, not boiling, because sometimes it hadn't reached a boil when the victims were forced in. So their outer layers of their skin would cook first, then their organs. Very slow process. It'd be quick if it was boiling when they got in. And sometimes people would just dunk their heads in to boil their brain to make it, to get it over with. If they were conscious for the beginning parts though, like if it wasn't boiling when they put them in there, they'd feel their eyes burning, blisters just coming up everywhere, clothes melting into their skin. Oh my gosh. So yeah, that That, is death by boiling. That's awful. That is awful. Gosh, I don't know which one would be the worst. Oh, you're not done yet. I'm not done yet. Oh gosh. Next. Impalement. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, probably the most infamous facilitator. Sorry, I can't. I can't. What? <laughs> oh, look, I've been impaled. <laughs> Frozen. I can't. I'm sorry. Uh, the most infamous facilitator of impalement is Vlad. Vlad. Mm-hmm. The Impaler. He reigned over... I found two different pronunciations... I don't know which one's right. So he either reigned over Wallachia, Wallachia, or Wallachia. Okay. I like Wallachia, but it's Romanian now. What is now Romania? Oh, I thought you were going to say like Welsh or something. No. Okay. So he reigned over blah, blah, Romania uh, in the 1400s. Okay. If I tell you that he killed a crap ton of people, how many would you think? Like, what would you think would be, like, a crap ton of people for him to have killed? Well, I don't know. Some people think, like, hundreds would be a lot. Some people think tens of hundreds would... Tens of hundreds. (laughs) I was gonna say, like, tens, like, 50 might be a lot. But some people think, like, thousands would be a lot. I mean, I don't know. It's estimated that he killed around 80,000 people. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. Uh, 20,000 of those being killed by impalement. Oh my gosh. So he didn't just impale people? No. Golly. He actually inspired the character Count Dracula. What? Yes. Not to be confused with Count Chocula. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so here's how it was done. Uh, a sharpened stake would be planted in the ground, sharpened up, mm-hmm. and the victim would be placed on the spike alive. Of course. Through the butt, <laughs> if it was a man. <laughs> man. Uh, oh, through no. Through the front butt, if it was a woman. Oh, my gosh. So this stake would just obliterate their insides, insides until they died. How big was the stake? Well, the stake would often extend through their neck or throat. Oh, my gosh. Or their shoulders. Golly. I mean, it was like, it's kind of morbid, but like a skewer. Yeah. Um, at times. I was not thinking that. I was thinking like impaled through like through your, your belly and out your, your heart back. or yeah. something. No. Lengthwise. Uh, at times, victims endured this for hours and sometimes days. Before they had the sweet release of death. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well. Okay, we are on the last one. We are in the home stretch. I'm excited, but I'm like, ugh. The Viking Blood Eagle. You know what it is? I know what it is. Okay, well. <laughs> this was specifically designed for revenge and ritual torture. Only two existing accounts of this technique. The king of Northumbria, Isla, uh, he was accused of killing a Viking leader by throwing him into a pit of snakes. That was Ragnar Lothbrok. Yes, it was. <laughs> I didn't put his name in here, but see. Uh, they're based on real people. I mean, I don't know if the actual stories really happened. It's debated. Just like Legend, anything from like yeah. that far back. Uh, the article I read didn't say what the other one was, the other account of it happening, so I'm not sure. But, like you said, I have in my notes, there's a lot of debate on if the Vikings really did use this method. But if they did, this is what they would do. It's gruesome, y'all. It is. This is why I have a trigger warning at the beginning. Um, The victim's hands and legs would be tied. The executioner would stab them in the tailbone and slide the knife up to the ribcage. My back just like, I can (laughs) feel it tingling. Then they would carefully separate each rib from the spine with an axe. Now, obviously, the internal organs are exposed now mm-hmm. to keep them awake because, of course, they're about to pass out from pain. They'd rub salt in this wound, this gaping wound on their back. And then they would pull out their lungs and just lay them nicely on their back like two bloody wings. <sighs> and I have a picture of this, too, like a... More like an Sketch illustration. Of it. Okay. Yes. I don't know so, how you would ever have a picture of it. No, I wouldn't <laughs> want I wouldn't post that. So I want to end this lovely episode with a passage from the main article that I read for my research. Mm-hmm. It is from a website called All That's Interesting. I think it pretty much sums everything up. Okay. It says, ultimately, it appears that medieval executions attempted to show how egregious a crime was. But instead, ended up showing us just how much bloodlust people have had throughout history. Yeah. And that, my dear friends, is medieval public executions and torture devices. Very 
interesting. Yeah. And there's more. Yeah. Like, I could do a second part to this. Oh, really? Yes. Like, if you enjoyed this one because you're weird and creepy like us, then <laughs> let us know and we can do a part two down the line. I hope you enjoyed your little bonus episode for this week. This, I did. <laughs> this this much lighter episode. <laughs> I like it because of the history behind it. Yeah. I mean, like, it's messed up. Like, it's tons just of thousands. interesting. It is. I, I think it's crazy that they did so much. Mm-hmm. It's like they just sat around, you know. I said tried to think of ways to mm-hmm. make it worse. Yeah. Like, they didn't just pick a couple different ways to execute people or torture people. They had, like, apparently more than what you even said. Yeah. What? There is, there is more. Yeah, that's crazy. So, yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you. Uh, we have our email. Send case suggestions, theories about cases, personal stories to relativelydarkpodcast at gmail.com. Follow Fo- us on Instagram. Yeah, see? <laughs> <laughs> Hope you have a good weekend. Yes. You're here from us again on Monday. You will on Monday. You uh, hear that? Monday. On Monday, you hear? <laughs> All right, bye. Bye.